Our gospel reading this morning is from the book of John. I'll be reading chapter 18, verses 33 through 37. Then Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. This is the word of the Lord. As Dina shared with her kids, it is uh, the final Sunday of the church year. Next Sunday we begin the season of, of Advent and the first few weeks of our, our Christian year. I am a big, um, I guess you could say proponent, lover of the church calendar. I think it, it centers our hearts and our spirits differently than the regular calendar. I'm not against the regular calendar, of course, but I like to keep a spiritual calendar. And our spiritual calendar and the church sort of balances us out differently. Oddly, our church calendar ends the church year uh, with this conflict, this conflict between Jesus and Pilate, a trial that ends, of course, in Jesus's execution by the state. In this reading that uh, Andrea read for you this morning, we have uh, Jesus and Pilate right at the end of Jesus's ministry. And this is in John's gospel, so it reads a little differently, but it is this whole uh, battle of wills going between Pilate, uh, a, a Roman emperor of the highest uh, power and authority that was known in the land, a man who could kill somebody at whim, who could incite armies, who could wield power with just, you know, the wave of his hand. And then here is Jesus, a man who rides in on donkeys, not chariots, a man whose message and teaching is about love, about turning the other cheek, about eating with sinners, about loving God with our whole hearts and our whole lives and our whole minds. Jesus teaches all the time, as you read through any of the four Gospels, you will hear this theme about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is like a mustard seed, or the kingdom of God is like a woman with yeast, or there's all these stories about the kingdom of God and everything Jesus does, whether he's speaking in parables or whether he is uh, going about his ministry in Galilee. He is modeling a way of loving and living in the world that is about compassion, 
that is about mercy, that is about sort of changing our hearts so that they reflect the heart of God. And that is the kingdom of God. And Jesus says the kingdom of God is at hand. That is, the kingdom of God is present and here among us, as well as the kingdom of God is perhaps at some later point, but that as Christians, we are called to enter into the kingdom of God, enter into this reign of compassion and mercy and grace and forgiveness and redemption right here, right now. It's not about some, some afterlife later, but the kingdom of God is at hand, Jesus says. The kingdom of God is right here. And when Pilate and with the powers of the world hear that, talk about a kingdom, what do you mean? Are you going to overthrow my throne? Are you going to take power from me? And thus we have this battle of wills that ends of course, with Jesus being charged with sedition, with threatening to overtake the power. And there is this whole conversation between Jesus and Pilate about this term, King of the Jews. We have to be mindful in John's gospel, it is, it is the one that is most tinged with anti-Semitism, and I think as Christians we have to be aware of that and, and guard against that in our own hearts and in our own reading of the text uh, we can talk about why that is in John's Gospel at another time. But there, there is a, an undercurrent there. Um, and, and we'll just name that and, and know that that's a, a historical context point. But for, for Jesus and Pilate, this whole conversation about king of the Jews is about power. It's about politics, Pilate is concerned that perhaps Jesus is going to use this power, this following that he has created, to overthrow the power of Rome. And Pilate will have none of it. And yet Jesus is talking about an entirely different kind of power. Jesus is talking about the power of mercy and the power of compassion and the power of communities that are led by a sense of God's justice and righteousness, not the political power version of what is just and righteous, but what is God's version of what is just and righteous. And that is threatening, threatening to Pilate and threatening to, to all sorts of political powers and reigns, which is why over the centuries, millennia really at this point, Political powers have sought to reign in the church. If we can keep the church in our power, then we can do what we want. But the gospel must always stand apart. The reign of God, the kingdom of God is so different from the kingdoms of this world. And so the gospel must always stand apart. And as, as Christians, uh, we've, we've talked about this before, as Christians, we carry two passports. Passports for the citizenship of our country and passports for the kingdom of heaven. And the reign of Christ Sunday asks us to check our hearts which passport is more dominant in the way that you think about the world? Which one is informing the way that you live your lives? As you close out this Christian year, is Christ a Savior or is Christ your Lord? A Savior just is a passive relationship, but a Lord says that you submit to that power that you submit to 
the authority of Christ, an authority that's led by love and compassion, authority that's, that's led by the, the reign of God's mercy and peace in the world. It seems like this, this Sunday in the church year, I, I kinda, I've always loved that it just sort of sits at the, at the top or the bottom, however you want to think about it, of the church year, to kind of say, check your hearts. Who are you serving? Who is Lord in your life? Which passport is, is dominant for you? Which kingdom are you seeking to build? Are you seeking to build the kingdom of God? to enter into that reign of compassion and mercy in the world? Or are you buying into the powers of Pilate? Are you, uh, you know, we we have in our, our country gods of elephants and gods of donkeys, but are we following the lamb? Which one are we following? This, this message right at the end of the church year, this battle of wills between Pilate and Jesus, this battle about what is truth, what is authority, what does it mean to serve God with our whole hearts and whole lives, is one that that comes up at an odd time of the year, right before, right after Thanksgiving and before we get into Advent. We are called to sort of just sort of check ourselves. Who are we serving? Who is our Lord? What reign are we seeking to follow in our lives? We are in a time where we have to, we're always thinking about how do we serve Christ? I think that's, it's not unique to our time. I think it's been true of every time and every place. But how are you serving Christ, not just as your Savior, but as your Lord? How are you defining your allegiance to the reign of God in your life, in your community, in our country, in the world? How do we live that out? Next year, next, next, year, next week, actually, same thing in the church, uh, we'll be beginning a season of, of Advent, a season of anticipation of thinking about how do we receive Christ anew in our lives. But again, that that invitation is open to us every Sunday as we think this year about this week, about the reign of God, the kingdom of God here in our midst. We are called to, to think about our relationship to Christ, his lordship in our lives, and how we follow Christ with everything that we do. It's a tough, tough way to end the year, I think. We don't end it with the dropping of a ball or a kiss at midnight, but rather a heart check. A heart check to think, where are we in relationship to Christ's love and compassion? If you've been listening to my sermons over a, a period of time, which you all have, you're kind of sick of me by this point, uh, you know that I, I rarely give you an answer, but just a lot of questions. And so our question today is about where is Christ's reign in your heart? Where is Christ's kingdom being lived out in your life? Where have you rejected God's power and authority in your life? 
And how might you open that door a little bit more to allow Christ to redeem you and indeed to reign in your heart? This being Christian stuff, it's, it's not for the faint of heart. It's stuff that really calls at us. It really challenges us. I hope that we're always growing, that we're always being converted, not just once back in, you know, when we were teenagers or in our 20s or 30s or 50s, but that we're always being converted as people who seek to follow Christ. And so at the end of this year, I invite you to be thinking, where am I serving Christ? Where might I open myself to a greater experience of God's kingdom in my life, in the world? How might I allow Christ's reign to be more fully present in my life in the coming year? Let us pray. God, you are the King of kings and Lord of lords. You are the one that rules in our hearts. And yet, God, we confess that we are often tempted to follow other kings and other gods. We are seduced by the powers and authorities of this world. And yet you call us to your kingdom, a kingdom that is present in our midst and not yet fully realized in our midst. And so, God, we confess that we often go astray and we recommit ourselves once again to your power and authority and grace in our lives. Help us, God, to follow you more fully, to set aside other allegiances that we might serve you with grace and compassion, with hope and mercy in your world and in our lives. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.